Hi, my name is Jason Jadon. I'm a supporter of Fulham Football Club. I live in Atlanta, Georgia, but my second home is The Cottage, and you're listening to DU Football Show. So Jason really wanted to hear us cry. That's why he wanted to jump on today, yep. you know. And you know what? Fair play. They beat the shit out of us, but um, he should be really nice. I'm planning on offering up my guest bedroom to him this fucking summer. Yeah, he should true. probably be a little more Fulhamish. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smell of a lord. Looks great in shorts. Sam Bramby. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way... um, the man of many emotions and <laughs> apparently has something to say, Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? I'm doing very well. Feeling sarcastic, feeling uh, satire feeling all sorts Saturday, of things huh? that if people can't understand, keep your motherfucking mouth shut. It's amazing the roller coaster an Arsenal fan goes on when there's a draw. <laughs> some about it's them. It's the t- context of the whole thing. A couple of blown two nil leads man uh, come Ooh. on man just somebody wants some kentucky the- gentleman and wants to have some problems <laughs> i just feel like that brand has connotations we're recording at the du public house just outside the nation's capital you can check us out on all podcast platforms please be sure to rate subscribe review and share with a footballing friend should you want to chat with us there is many ways that you can mr graham tell the good people how they can get in touch it's at whiskey Sam on Instagram. <laughs> it is uh, at DU Football Show uh, on all your social medias, actually. Um, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram, um, as well as the closed group, which you need to be a part of because that's where all of the hashtag bans happen. That is Drunkards United FC on Facebook. Just uh, inquire within uh, and you should be accepted. Yeah. And we have one simple rule in that page. Uh, D-back. 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 And, well, and also be aware that the page is based about around... About the show. The whole point is about the, the show. Yeah. Yeah, right. So People that tend to forget that, they just, you know, contribute. And it's like, thanks for contributing. You know what else? We already said that. We do a fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked about exactly that just the other night. You'd probably know. Right. And <laughs> make sure you tell your friends, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And then, of course, we have an email. Uh, it's uh, dfootballshow at gmail.com. Very good. Which... Uh, Keith, he's learning the ways of email, man. He's gotten better. It's they're not as long, you know. It's he's <laughs> doing well. Yeah. I, I I I love one of the things I I personally love is like so like Keith. I listen to our boy Alan's middle uh-huh. class holes. Yep. Keith constantly emails in, and then he emails us, and then I'll listen to the American Toffee Pod with our boy Ryan, and um, of course Brody chips in, says stuff on our show that says I'm like. Look at the little circle of people we all know. This is Love fucking it. great. It's awesome. It's Absolutely. it's good. There is, there is uh, something I would like to mention for those anyone that grew up in the Bowie area, um, that's around my age. You'll uh, or even relatively close to my age. You'll know this name. Um, we lost a good man a couple weeks ago. Uh, guy was 
coached a bunch of youth sports, was an usher at the Bay Sox for over 20 years, mm-hmm. and regular contributor, um, caller to 107 The Fan. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, that was Bubba Wheelock, uh, Mike Wheelock. He was an awesome guy, uh, just very cool dude, um, succumbed to a lot of health problems. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago, he was in the hospital for about four months, uh, got out around St. Patrick's Day, and eight days mm-hmm. later... Uh, passed away and they um, just kind of made it public about two weeks ago so mm. we've uh, coming up in an, in May they're going to do something at the Bay Sox Stadium for him for his uh, right. I think it's May I don't remember what it is I don't want to put bad information out is this the uh, same Bubba who also uh, worked over at Ruby Tuesdays when it was open might be yeah I know I, if, if that's that Bubba who I think it is then I know knew Bubba very well looks a lot like you just shorter yes yeah yep I knew Bubba very well great great fucking guy <laughs> it was a very one, good one dude. of the just kindest fucking human oh, beings yeah. on the earth love my dad um yeah he and my dad coached together and against each other in Bowie Boys and Girls Club for many many years mm-hmm. and I don't think he ever had any kids himself just loved sports and wanted to make sure kids kept playing them yeah just a good human just being. a good dude yeah and um i know it sounds sketch from a you know middle-aged single man not one ever single accusation of anything you know yeah just good sour a just, good a dude. Good just a good dude just a good dude yeah and it it goes to it just you know good to know those people still do still exist, exist. yeah exactly so yes yeah, so shout out to him um and uh we'll miss you buddy Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we've had to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Sorry there, Casey Kasem. There was no way to come out of that transition cleanly. We continue as we almost finish the top 20 of 2022. We are on to number three. And this one's an interesting one because this is a brand both you and I have had feelings about before. Yes, we have. And uh, I was going to say, uh, you stole my thunder on that one-liner. I was going to say that we're, we're drinking a hefty transition bourbon. Uh, uh, so this is number three on Whiskey Advocates list. This is the Barrel uh, Vantage Blend of uh, straight Mizanara, French, and toasted American oak finished. So Barrel is the name of the brand. Um, it got a, a panel rating of 95 at should run you around ninety dollars. I think it cost us about a hundred. It was ninety. Yeah, because yeah. I got it at uh, uh, Lax in Beltsville, uh, and they okay. they do fucking killer prices on it. Right, everything. right, right. Um, and fifty seven point two two percent. That would be one fourteen point four four percent. Um, uh, by volume or uh, proof. I'm sorry. So uh, your blurb comes to you by uh, from Ted Simmons. Already an established force in the world of blending, Barrelcraft Spirits has demonstrated its finishing prowess with a series of creative releases that marry different cask types together. Vantage is the most recent, and to us the most successful. The nose has a bake shop sweetness with aromas of sugar cookie, nutty chocolate brownies, and funfetti cake, plus earthy dried tobacco leaves and strawberry candies underneath. The creamy palate delivers rich chocolate, red hots, like the candy red hots, mm-hmm. um, not the hot relish. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be weird. Uh, and with water added, uh, dried leaves and snickerdoodles. Big cinnamon spice on the finish ties this one up beautifully. And uh, I think I told you they, they gave it a 95. Yeah, 95. Um, so let's, what, uh, do, you, what this, do you think? This is also one readily available. You can find this on the shelves. So my kind of meh towards barrel has always been I like the things they do. 
I think sometimes they do too much. And they're also, as a brand, kind of hard to read, right? It's like, yep. if you're gonna buy a bottle of barrel, you have to sit there and look at the six different bottles of barrel and read each one, the fine print, to figure out what the fuck it is. It's just confusing. But There's that's a lot my, going on with That's it, my, own, my own hang up, much like Melissa, a lot going on. You know? And with this one, I was concerned that French oak, Mizanora oak, and um, toasted, toasted oak was gonna, like the flavors would get lost. Cause each one of those toasted oak right now is very much the hot chick as far as finishing goes. Yep. And Mizanora was the hot chick two years ago. Correct. Um, French oak's always been a barrel that people love to work with on finishing. But <clears throat> I was afraid that this wasn't gonna have, it was gonna be cl cluttered and confusing. It's not, it's phenomenal. It's it is now, the, a home fucking run for me. The French oak gets lost on me a bit here. Mm -hmm. I can the Mizanara. Um, the French oak honestly, it's just going to give it. It's going to give it roundness. That's what the French oak's going to do. The Mizanara stands out up front, and then that kind of it's almost artificial cinnamon to me because it kind of tastes like red hots. Well, it, ta it tastes like Captain Crunch cereal. Yeah. Toasted oak finishes to me taste like Captain Crunch cereal. Mm -hmm. That just kind of you know, but it's good. It, yeah. It's very good. I always get a lot of creme brulee out of a yeah. uh, out of creme a toasted oak. Creme brulee is a good shout. There is a creaminess to it. There's almost a, and just being bourbon in general, you're always going to have that little bit of vanilla and caramel anyway, mm -hmm. and they play very well with the toasted finish, regardless, yeah. um, because you get that cinnamon and, and kind of creates that creme brulee sort of sort of flavor profile. What do you think, Mel? I don't get snicker anything, but the uh, the creme brulee, uh, the creme brulee and the cinnamon and the creaminess comes through. Uh, Christian was rock watching, and he thinks that is a very legit criticism on the barrel. Yeah, we've talked we've talked about it with Christian about that before yeah. too, and it's it that's always been my thing. It's like, and I'm not going to put down you know seventy five to a hundred dollars on a bottle that I'm just not sure about. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. Is my typical problem with them, and like I said, I just don't think branding wise because yeah, none of them their are message does not come across very clear. It's like it just they all look the same. They kind of have they, the bottle shapes the same. They all have different colors to their label, but like, how is this really any different than the dovetail? Right, kind of the same, right? Yep. And and if you ask me off the top of my head, like what's in the dovetail, I don't remember uh, exactly. Yeah, I yeah. drank it; it was decent. You know, I, I don't yeah, remember. I, I, you know what? I my criticism would be how high it is on the list. To be honest with you, with uh, it's enjoyable. It's yep. a very good whiskey. I'd be comfortable with it between eighth and eleventh. Okay. What do you say? Like maybe like the blue note, possibly better as a bourbon. Yeah, it's just something that was more memorable about it. Oh. Something that was. I mean, this this has good flavors. This has good roundness. It, it's got good balance. But like you said, I'm, in six months, am I going to be like, man, I really wish I had another bottle of barrel? Yeah, mm -mm. probably not. I do. I no. I will say, I thought they they hit it out of the park with this. I think I it's, think the flavors. It's a good are there. bourbon. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I, I like it, and the flavors <laughs> stand out. And the you can pick out. You know what the 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 other two finishes are really supposed to be bringing to the table because they mm -hmm. add flavor. Right. Um, like you said, with the French, it just adds texture, but the other ones add flavor and you can definitely pick that out. That's absolutely true. It's just like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. You <laughs> think there's, you think there's other whiskeys you've had in the top 10 that you would put ahead of it. Yes. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. That's, that's the beauty of this list. It's meant if to someone, be. Debated. If someone offered it to me, I wouldn't turn it down. It's good. Don't get me wrong. I would tell people to buy this bottle. If you see this bottle in the wild, go ahead yeah. and buy it. If it's under a hundred bucks, it's something. If it's, it's something if it's you should 20, try. Don't. It's something you should try because it's a multi-finish situation where each barrel does add something. Because there's a lot of multi-finishes 
where it all gets lost, jumbled, screwed up, oh, yeah. like you said. Yeah, it gets but, very cluttered. And so, I was afraid this was going to get cluttered. This right. is this is not cluttered. But this is something, you know, it's good. You should try it. This is a well-done, multi-finished uh, product. Go ahead. Uh, Christian, once done, you probably will agree with us. It's the Napa Cab of the list. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind that Like at a all. big Napa Cab always gets in the top five kind of thing. Uh -huh. Yep, he, something. He also said... Nice shirt. Thank you very much. Yes, it's uh, the only problem is it's a it, lot higher than twenty seven point nine percent of the time. I, I haven't wish. been that. In a, I've been that in a minute. <laughs> that would be a miracle. I have not been that in a fucking minute. That is for damn sure. Well, Mr. Graham, what else do we have to do? Good, Always sir? remember to drink responsibly, everyone. Uh, love it. Cheers. Cheers. There you go. Not bad. Mel's ice all clunking around. That's a lovely little background noise. I don't mm -hmm. mind it. Do you need a little more whiskey, Mrs. Houston, or are you good? Oh, uh, let's wait and see. Okay, let's wait and see. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, I do want more whiskey because I'm definitely not doing Malort ever again. <laughs> Somebody's feeling a little ballsy, aren't you wanna they? You want to bet on that? I mean, would you have bet on the streak we're having right now? So I have a complaint about Ollie Watkins. All right. Well, then let me go ahead. You'll be able to voice that complaint very, very quickly. The fight for Champions League is heating up. And don't look now. There's a new team to add to the mix. Aston Villa 3, Newcastle 0, Bournemouth 3, Tottenham 2, Manchester United 2, Nottingham Forest 0. Um, I'm not sure if you guys were aware of this. I just wanted to. It's something new. I want to tell you about it. Villa Fox. Yeah. They Villa do. Fox. They definitely do. Good Lord. So my complaint about Ollie Watkins and mm -hmm. why he will never be England's number one. Uh-huh. You ready? He looks like a child. <laughs> He's not, he is not intimidating in any way, shape, or form. That's also, his secret power. Here's the thing. Harry Kane looks like a fucking goblin, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, fine. He also has the numbers to back it up over an extended period of time. Right. Ivan Tony carries himself with a swagger that you can't beat that confidence. When Ollie Watkins scores, he looks surprised himself. <laughs> and I think I think that plays on Gareth Southgate's okay. mind. You're only saying that because the second time you scored, the first one was called back and he just stood there for a moment and was like, So is this a thing or what? <laughs> Yeah. He just looks surprised every time it happens. So he's just he does this kind of like he'll just look away and then he'll be like and then smile. And it's like, dude, own it. Yeah. Like Ivan Tony does something cool and then just like that's me. Yeah. I got this. No problem. It's like, oh, what stadium yeah. am I in? Just, I'm gonna mock somebody exactly. else's fucking or celebration. Just brush his shoulders off or whatever, like, no problem. I got yeah. this. This is me. Hey, hope y'all bet on it. I did. <laughs> you know, that kind of, <laughs> that kind of thing. Oh no um, shit. <laughs> you know, Callum Wilson is physically imposing and looks intimidating. Right. And it can't stay fit to save his life, but he would be in the England frame. Uh I mean mm -hmm. he went to the World Cup. But if he could stay fully fit all the time, I think he'd be in the conversation. Mm -hmm. I just think Ollie Watkins, if he had a different demeanor, might <laughs> might regularly feature in the squad. I scored <laughs> I two know. in this one relatively easily. Had a third called back. S Southgate's been there quite a bit watching some Villa games with goo goo eyes. Huh? It's Dare we say the most informed team right now is Aston Villa, even more so than yeah, City? Yeah, probably is. Organized. Like, That's what the commentators City, kept saying. Well, here's the other thing. Yeah. Organized. But here's the other thing, too. City, you expect it. Right. They're, they're, the, they're the machine, you know? 
I mean, it's like, what's that publication mm-hmm. surrounding the Washington Capitals um, that focuses on OVs, like Russian Machine keeps moving right. or trucking along or whatever it's called? Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it, that's that city, right? You get that mindset from city. It's just, okay, yeah, it's city. That's, you know, the, mm. the standards are ridiculous. Besides that, yes, absolutely. There's an Team argument. Team was in an eleventh a month ago. There's an argument for Brighton. Yeah. Um, in that conversation, but, but they've I think, had a little. But they've yo-yo. had a little here and there. Yeah. yeah. But um, but I mean now, I mean a ref missing five very deliberate calls doesn't help them either. No, <laughs> no, not at all. But that's you know absolutely Villa are, are, are in form. They completely bossed this midfield. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, in this game, Newcastle absolutely. couldn't get a sniff. Yeah, this is that's something I wanted to notice about Newcastle is there's been a bit of a fall off with them on the road lately. Like they yeah. had that game at home against United and you're like, this team's every bit a Champions League team. And then they've played a few on the road where they just and got it. Like in this one, this looked like a you know, Villa, a team vying for Champions League, playing a team battling relegation. Like, Newcastle offered zero, absolutely zero in this match. I mean, Martinez made a couple of saves, but this was all fucking Villa. Yeah, absolutely it was. Um, I enjoyed... Dare I say, all Villa, no Villa. <laughs> That's the Villa podcast, by the way. Shout out to you guys. Boo. Just Boo. All right, Arsenal. It's not your muterous your choice on the big show there, sweet cheeks. <laughs> um, I, I, I enjoy Emmy Martinez and his antics. Somebody was at, I can't remember which player it was, but they asked him about Unai Emery and the impact he's had or whatever. And they were like, oh, yeah, he's been great, this, that, the other. You know, he's, he's making us think about... Or I think it might actually have been Ollie Watkins. And he was like, you know, I feel like I'm doing actually less work up there than I was because he's very good at picking out our individual strengths and finding a system that plays to all of those strengths and kind of masks some of our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the pressing, a lot of the stuff that he was doing was covered up now by the midfield working extra hard. But he's tailored, you know, the system Emery has to Watkins, your job is to make these very specific runs at these very specific times in these very specific situations, and it's paying dividends, right? Yeah. Emmy Martinez, when asked the same question, just went, yeah, we finally have a good coach. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fuck me. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Liverpool fucking world footballing legend, Steven Gerrard. We finally have a good coach. Yeah. Damn! I mean, I mean it's like he was wrong. Wrong. I, I'm surprised he wasn't holding a baby effigy of Steven Gerrard <laughs> like he did Gillian Mbappe. And, and they dropped him. <laughs> Not wrong. Yeah. It's all of the exact same players except for um, Alex. Yeah, Alex Moreno. Were there yeah. Who's been under, excellent, by the way. We're there under the last two managers. Yeah. Who's been excellent. Yeah, hey, he really has oh, been. God. Really has Alex Moreno's been fucking Swept phenomenal. Swept him up on my uh, fantasy team. He got me 12 points this week. Yeah, yeah. he was oh, he's, D- he's D- starting to show age a little bit. He's getting up there to about 30, and he's yeah. starting to lose a little bit of pace. Yeah, you get yourself someone else, and 
You know, that's that's yeah. the, the harshness of the game is you can have someone who's really good for a couple of years, and then when they start to fall off, that's it. It's yeah. done. You move a- on. Ashley Young is starting to show his age. Fortunately, Matty starting Cash. to show his age. He's thirty-seven or some yeah. shit. He's still younger than uh, than uh, <laughs> Danny Ings, <laughs> the fifty-five-year-old Danny Ings. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Cash should be back next week. So I expect I expect to be uh, have to buy more condoms for the team. Oh, uh, continuing with the uh, thought process, Sam, of earlier of uh, teams getting uh, five penalties, uh, five missed calls to be able to sneak out a victory. We're talking about Arsenal now? Or or no, or we could just do or we could just do what the cherry said and said, fuck you and all the fucking shadiness you want to do because goal number two was fucking offsides yeah. and beat you at the fucking death because that is what Bournemouth did. What composure for that final Whew. goal as well. Well, and just for them to keep it together... It, you know, Spurs went up, mm-hmm. then Bournemouth drew, and then mm-hmm. Bournemouth went up two to one. And that goal from Danjuma was a great hit. Harry Kane was in the direct sight line of, and how the fuck that's not called offsides? He's on the six and he's moving towards the ball and then stops right as the ball goes by him. With the goalkeeper behind him, and like the goalkeeper did not see that fucking ball. No, but it was it when, was offside. When you, when, I think it probably should have been offsides. Yes, yeah. but when you look at the angle from behind Dan Juma, the ball actually passes behind Harry Kane, not in front of him. And I think that may have swayed the VAR. However, VAR is shit, and uh, I don't want to get into a VAR debate because they're absolute dog shit. To, we, today, Trent Alexander Arnold's handball. Mm-hmm shouldn't have counted that goal should not have stood that nope. was a blatant handball on halfway yep. it was almost like a hockey player trying to catch a puck at the and blue knock line it down real quick and yeah. knock it down to himself yep it, it's it's a fucking farce is what it is yeah but the only thing that i can think of to maybe make this make sense is the ball passed behind harry kane instead of in front of him yeah that's uh, it. It's, the, my problem but was, it's, is he it's bollocks. ran into the play is the problem. It's bollocks. He yeah. ran at the ball into the play. That's it, like how, it, it, again, remember. He affected fucking, somebody somebody doing their job. Gilfie Sigurdsson sitting on the ground well, with fucking, hey, you heard, right? No. Uh, uh, no further investigation. Charges are are gone. They I was going to say, let's not bring this up. <laughs> not continuing, but and That's nothing good. came of it. All right, no. great. Uh, they didn't even say his name in the release. They were just like, "There's a footballer that's not being pursued, who are stopping the investigation." So, because okay. that's how the that's how the fucking press is in England. Until you're well, they'll name you to begin with. with. Yeah, they'll name you to begin with, and then they won't tell you when everything's clear. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So that could be Mason Greenwood. <laughs> yeah. That could be Gilvy. That yeah. could be any number. <clears throat> so. But like I said, Gilfie was sitting on the ground and you have six foot four David De Gea looking right at the shot. But apparently he was, you know, blinded from seeing the and Harry Kane ran at the fucking ball. Like there's no way in hell that the that Neto is not looking at Kane running in that situation. He's running dis- right for, you have to. I don't disagree with you. Like I said, yeah. I'm just not getting into the, the tit for tat because yeah. it's, it's different VARs. Yeah, it's it's different VARs, it's different human beings. This type of shit happened before VAR, and we thought this was going to fix it, mm. but instead of a clear and obvious error, they do the the British awkward, I don't want to step on anyone's toes bullshit, mm. and it just becomes a farce. Or it could be the fact that Brighton and Villa are actually, could potentially be in Europe, 
and Tottenham could be in the McRib and and freaking Liverpool could not even be in Europe. That might have something to do with it as well. It could be. I'm not going full conspiracy no. theorists because my club's one that's been apologized to already this season. <laughs> and if they weren't apologized to uh, and their call went the way it was supposed to go, we'd be fucking champions. Mm. But I'm not doing that because I don't need to do that. Yeah, you just did at the it, end so it's the, okay. At the end of the day, what do we always tell the teams that we coach? What do we play, practice gotta play, ourselves? Play you got to play through it and play to the whistle. Yep, and can't, let it, can't let it stop you. It is a farce. This whole thing is a fucking farce. Yep. But luckily here for Bournemouth, they came through it. And of the bottom, say, eight teams, I think Bournemouth are the form team down there besides Palace, obviously. Four, with their four three of the wins. last six. Before their last six were wins. Mm-hmm. Um, two of them, obviously, in a row. Yeah. But it's beating this, Liverpool, even, beating but Tottenham. It, but even you start with the Arsenal game mm-hmm. in that, in that, that run, and you go... Well, they never gave up, right? They took that lead initially. It was, it was at the death. It was oh, at yeah, the death. Yeah, yeah. That you, and it, you it was won. A, a bit of fortune that came, yeah, right. That that Arsenal won that game, but they never let their heads drop. Even when Arsenal got back into the game, they never let their heads drop. They kept yeah. pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing, and their performances are now starting to get over the line. Where that was the first one we saw where they didn't roll over yeah. like a like a like a dead something. We'll get into we'll get into the other teams. We'll get into what. the other teams in uh oh so that happened when we talk about the bottom of the table. But they've all but played themselves into safety. If they don't fuck it off, they're probably going to be Yeah, safe. if they continue putting in performances like this. I'm not even talking about the wins necessarily. Mm-hmm. But they keep this never say die attitude. They keep this moving. They're they're going to be fine. Um, you know something that isn't speculative. What's that? Maybe just maybe, Antonio Conte was fucking right. Oh yeah, of course he was right. That team is gutless. Of course he was right. They they don't know how to win. I've been telling you that for years. God, like, well, I mean, <laughs> behind the curtain, Sam always takes the Liverpool side to get a goat on me, and I always take the Spud side to get the goat on him. No, no, no! Well, I can't but, defend Spur. I can't think like they're getting lucky with calls that are being handed to them. Five in the Brighton, well, five complaints in the Brighton match. That was definitely an offside. I mean, they're getting it handed to them, and they can't do it. And they're still fucking it off. Yeah, they're still fucking it off. Their history. It just doesn't show anything. At least when I defend Liverpool, they at least have some illustrious history to fall back on. It's, it's inexplicable. Don't. <laughs> I well, you know, credit to credit to fucking Liverpool. They have one more Premier League title than the Spurs do, and they have the same amount as Leicester and fucking Blackburn. You're right. That rich Premier League history. <laughs> well, it's just the history in general. I mean, Spurs have won with four trophies in their history or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We Sam. I think Sam. it's more than that. We've won more trophies than they have. Exactly, exactly my point. Yeah, are playing, you know, at the, the same part. the same level as that small club down the road. What? Who would have thought Casemiro and Erickson make a difference at Manchester United? Make a difference in Bruno Fernandez. Look, yeah, at, look was... at his entire fucking attitude the entire game. Mm-hmm. He tried hard. He was uh, decisive. He was creative. The only thing and he, he didn't, didn't bitch at the referee. The only thing he didn't do was score. He had four or five mm-hmm. brilliant opportunities to and. Um, Kaylor Navis still fucking got it. Jesus Christ, this game would have been phenomenal saves. a lot worse. But a the, lot worse but if it was wasn't so for him. This was so easy for United. Forrest, Forrest, played down, Forrest played down the field here and there, okay, gave them something to think about, especially with Harry Maguire in the back line. 
Which, I mean, by the way, the back line really fucking counters. Harry Maguire, no one goals, mm-hmm. and pitched a shutout. Holy shit. For the first time in what seems like his 80 million move from Leicester. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, he pointing at things going, look what I did. <laughs> he gets made. I, that video resurfaced of him getting made fun of in uh, uh, Ghana's parliament. Yeah. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That resurfaced, which was quite funny. I, um, but they, they were, Manchester United were good in this game, but Forrest didn't offer much. I mean, once they got to the final third, they just kind of went spaz. Mm-hmm. Not a single shot on target. So they, they really had no clear-cut opportunities. There were some decent flashes of football they've been playing over the last couple of months, but, I mean, the, the final product was just nil. It was just not there. I I think they're going to really have to ride on the back of Kaylor Navas, keeping them in games, and hopefully they go up early. That's really what yeah. they're going to have to live and die by. It's it's. There's other teams. But they're at the they're writing themselves in the conversation very quickly, and it's not a good right. thing. There, there's other teams in the bottom, like like Leicester and Leeds. You go well. At least they can score a lot of fucking goals, right? They got something and, to fall back on. And you yeah. look at a team like Everton, unlike un, unfortunately not representative of their last two matches, but typically they're pretty stout and they're going to be aggressive and they're going to give you a hard time and you're going to have to fight to win, like. I don't, I'm not seeing any of that out of Forrest other than, well, Kaylor Navis made a fuck ton of saves. Right, exactly. It's yeah, yeah. about the only thing I'm seeing. Here's the thing with Champions League. It's not decided yet because Villa's now only three points away from catching Tottenham, mm-hmm. and Tottenham's capable of losing now every week, it seems. And with the inconsistency of Newcastle, they're only six points behind them. Like... And and Brighton still they're two points behind Villa, but with two games in hand, and Liverpool's not out of the discussion, but they only have one game in hand. And yeah. Like it, Europe is not decided yet, and there is going to be some very good teams on the outside looking in. Yeah, absolutely. the 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 big thing uh, within that is, and, and part of, partially, it kind of bleeds into. Newcastle's inconsistency and Arsenal's recent downturn in form, I mm-hmm. think. Subconsciously, both teams are way ahead of schedule in their various projects. And I don't think the players do it on purpose, obviously, because they want to achieve what they want to achieve, right, in their professional career. But something has to be said for, oh, man, life's pretty good right now. Yeah. And a little bit of, you know, kind of inertia creeping in. And they just go, uh, yeah, I mean, we can kick our feet up, especially with the swagger that Arsenal starts with. Mm-hmm. Oh, 2-0 again, look at this. We'll just yeah. cruise to another win. And then all of a sudden, the game gets away from them, and you're playing in quicksand, you know? And, and you you try to do stuff, but the tide's already turned. You're away from home in two hostile environments. Hey, hey, settle down, killer. We're going to get to your team in just a nah, second. I want to talk about them now. Fine, fuck you, we will. Uh, top of the table just got a little <laughs> bit closer as the Gunners drop points for the second straight week. Manchester City 3, Leicester 1, Arsenal 2, West Ham 2. City Coast, man. Three in the first half. They could have scored fucking six if they, they wanted to. They should have scored six. They just, they subbed everybody out at the front. Within, within the essentially 60-minute mark, they had pretty much used all five of their subs well, and yeah, gotten everybody off the that, pitch. It's kind of what I'm talking about. With yeah, but for those first twenty minutes of the second half, they yeah. had the chances. They just didn't do it. Yeah, this is kind of what I'm talking about. Like with Arsenal, Newcastle, you kind of get that feeling, like you know, when you're two, three nil up, and you're like, all right, well, I'm just gonna cruise on to victory again. Difference is, is City's backline's a little bit better than everybody yeah. else's, and they held it. 
you know, or did enough to to hold it until you know when Iniacho got his uh got his right. goal against his former club. But I I was excited when Arsenal started 2-0. I said we can make up a lot of this goal difference. This mm-hmm. is going to be great. This is going to be a good day. And then they just decided to go to sleep. Yeah. Just fall back within themselves and cruise, uh, coast and and cruise. Dumb it, penalty. You've got to keep your fucking thumb on them. You got to keep your foot on their throat. Dumb, dumb. But before we get to Arsenal, just real quick, I want to say with with the Foxes, they seem to be wanting to dig their own grave. The only positive that comes out of it is that they did get that one goal. And of the five teams that we'll talk about in Oh So That Happened that are squarely in the relegation battle, they do have the best goal differential. Well, and that's the only thing that's going to save them if they stay up. Well, here, here's the other thing about them. Dean Smith comes in, right? And he's trying to put in a, a game plan. And it was very obviously to sit back. He had a bank of four and a bank of five. Yeah. And then James Madison and Vardy up top to try to run around and do something. Yeah. And those 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 nine players, right? Uh, uh, even Madison included to a certain extent, right? Because he was kind of trapped within his own third. Mm-hmm. Um we're undone within six minutes yeah and then undone again within 15 yeah and this is the new coach that's supposed to fix that problem and then undone again before halftime it's like what are you doing yeah just yeah what are you doing like i said they're digging their own grave it's just they does, really are digging their own it just grave. doesn't make a ton of sense um you know the way we've seen teams do stuff like Newcastle earlier in the season with that three mm-hmm. three and a couple of teams that have beaten city they've done it by taking it to them if you sit back, they have the players to unlock the box. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's a criticism levied at Arsenal a lot, mm-hmm. is when you sit 10 behind the ball, which West Ham did, we looked devoid of ideas. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. After they equalized, we looked devoid of ideas. Now, we got that penalty, and we missed it. Yeah. But City have City always find that way through. Yeah, they do. And that's partially, you know, youth versus experience when when we compare the two clubs. And that's kind of why I'm talking about them collectively. Yeah. Because they do a lot of the same things. Obviously, Arteta being assistant to Pep for the last few years. Run a lot of the same system and everything else. But our youth versus their experience is not... We've not been able to keep up here in these last few weeks we're starting to wane and it's that kind of inertia setting in where where we take our foot off the gas but city keep their foot on their throat dumb fucking penalty from gabriel yeah it's like he slid in it realized rob, he rob, shouldn't slid when in did rob holding one stick no it was gab it was oh, it rob was, holding was last yeah, week gabriel. Yeah, 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 you're and right, you're he right. kind of slid into him but then decided not to slide so he stuck his knees into the ground and still popped up upright and knocked him over and it was yeah. like he was like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Wait, stop. No, fuck, foul. Yeah, he already <laughs> like, made the choice. It was yeah. just, fucker, you might as well just slide through and hope you get the ball. And the ref looks at VAR and says no. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. Looks looks at that pretty badge of yours and goes, oh, man, they're a big six side. We should probably make sure that that doesn't get called a penalty. Nah, and then we'll get issued another apology. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, that and that's what turned it. You're right. It was you, you had that 2 nothing lead. Saka's been nailing penalties for you all season. And for, for anybody sure. anybody that wants to start fucking screaming about, well, he missed one in the World, for the Euro, or the World Cup, and here he's missing here, and all, you know, the, st- stop it. Shut up. Yeah. Shut stop up. Stop it. Just stop it. Well, this those is, doing that are this probably is England, a racist. This is England's best, this is England's best young talent. Uh, for sure. And arguably the best English player in the country. Hands down. Like, it's not debatable. So shut the fuck up. Um, here's my big question for you. Two nothing lead, two nothing lead to lose it again. Two weeks in a row. 
Is this a fucking problem for you guys? Well, it hasn't been all season. That's that's part of the issue is we've been also very good at responding to to setbacks, right? Like the Bournemouth scoring in that first 15 seconds or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. We came back and won the game. Now, it took every bit of 96 minutes, but we came back and won the game. We responded to to the, the adversity. These last two weeks, we haven't been able to respond to being ahead. Yeah. And that's where I'm thinking that youth is coming into play and the kind of cruise control that we were on. It's very hard once you switch off during a game. I mean, th- we're knocking a ball around to the tune of Olay from the Arsenal supporters at Anfield. Yeah. We were doing the same in the London Stadium in the first 20 minutes here. Yeah. Against West Ham. Knocking a ball around. Our supporters are having a laugh, drinking beers. Ole, ole. Yeah, yeah. As we touch the ball around. Well, so what happened? Well, what happened is they switch off. They stop. Mm-hmm. We get scored on. Once you stop, once you lose that intensity, it's very difficult in game to get it back, especially away from home. That stadium starts rocking. You get 40,000 people screaming at you how bad you suck and everything else Mm -hmm. and drowning your own fans out. You're in trouble. And that's exactly what's happened again. So what they need to do is find a bit of maturity, find a bit of ruthlessness, and stand on these people's throats because the way that opening 10 minutes went at West Ham, we should have won this game 5-0, and City would only have a two-goal differential lead on us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, you're they not would, wrong. They would you're only be wrong. plus two to us, and we would be able, we would have our destiny essentially in our own hands with less of a chance that goal difference was going to fuck us at the end. Well, you could still, but less of a chance that they would fuck us in the end. Now we find ourselves in a position we have to go to the Etihad and get something. Now, and if we don't, we're fucked. That's why I was going to say now, or we have to rely on y'all. Well, you know, they did. That's the only. That's they, did, the, they did draw us once already. The two teams that are in the relegation <laughs> battle that they have to play, they do it at home. Yeah. No, they play us in our building. No, I'm talking about the oh. other. Oh, the where, other two. where those buildings where a, will be loud and crazy. Where a and, team is trying to fight for their life. Yeah. You all, all I'm praying for right now is a Sean Dice special. A 1 1 <laughs> against City at Goodison Park. Everton stays up, Arsenal win the league, and I got to fucking bow down and kiss your fucking feet. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> I would love that. Tell you what, Grammy, it's uh, it's very simple. Um, you have the title is still yours to be won, just... We got to do it in their building now. Can't make any more mistakes. You've, you've run out of mistakes. Yep. Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Brighton 2, Chelsea 1, Fulham 3, Everton 1, Palace 2, Southampton 0, Wolverhampton 2, Brentford 0, Liverpool 6, Leeds 1. The Seagulls dominated. The scoreline does not give it any justice. The Seagulls fucking manhandled Chelsea. Well, Chelsea started fine, actually. Um, You know, it, it was decent, and then they took the lead. Now, granted, it was by massive deflection. Yeah. And I guess 87 million pounds gets you a five-yard pass that they'll count as an assist. And they took the lead just after they Seagulls had just put it wide and put it off the the post. post. Right. But regardless, they took the lead. They they had it. They had it. At home, they had it. And then the Seagulls said... Get my way downtown, walking fast. I'm a Seagull. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) And... 
and Brighton just and that's with two injuries, two injuries in the first half. Veltman and Ferguson go out. Such a joy to watch. They just they're always on it. They're always there's so much fun to watch. Yeah, they really are. They and really are. You saw what it meant to and see so. Full time, as a rocket. Full time oh. drops to his knees, starts crying. Yeah, that was and first he, did, he goal. He's another player that Brighton have just found. He didn't have any European club experience. He came straight from Paraguay. Yeah, yeah. And then pulls out of the bag. Dirt cheap. Uh, it's, it's now, amazing. Deserby, what they get. did you hear Deserby's comments? No, I did not. He was uh, very full of praise for Graham Potter and laying the foundations of Brighton. Very <laughs> easy to see. Yeah. <laughs> not so subtle dig. And then, um, but he talked about and, and, and CISO and, and said that. He his performance following his goal dropped off, mm-hmm. and he needs to make sure that he stays committed and stays to the game plan and does everything that he's supposed to do to remain a part of the team. Because if he doesn't, this could have gone a very different way. Yeah, well, Chelsea had a chance or two. Yeah, you talk about you know Brighton. We were always wondering who's going to be the striker. Who's going to be the striker? Right, Mope never really panned out. Welbeck's just there as a stopgap, you know, and, and is an older player. I scored again today. Ferguson's really starting to come into form, but he's young. 19, This, yep. this kid. <laughs> he could be very Dude, good. could be very good. And, and McAllister is... keep his feet on the ground, yeah. McAllister's really starting to learn how to fucking play that 10 behind those guys mm-hmm. and weave in and out and find spaces. Again, Sully Marsh has had a banger of a year, and Matomo is... The fucking, if it wasn't for Erling Holland, right? Like, that's, you have to say that's the best signing by any club this year. It would be Matomo if it wasn't for Erling Holland. No doubt about it. I can already tell you right now when we write our list Erling Holland number one, Matomo number two. Right. That, I can tell you yeah, that already. I mean, of the I best can't signings. necessarily disagree with that. Like, hands down. Just absolutely. Um, what I will say, too, is I found it especially poignant um, that young, attractive, Latin man, mm-hmm. F- little flash with some tattoos, scores a rocket in the 69th minute. That's right. Draw mm-hmm. hard around it. And then jumps up in the crowd is, and is just orchestrating the celebrations. <laughs> the only thing that was missing was a fat cigar <laughs> from that scene. And it was it was fucking lovely. Bloody fucking brilliant. You can be without Decore. You clearly cannot be without Decore and Onana. Fulham fucking what's his name? <laughs> exactly. Fulham bossed this match. Yes. They just they bossed it. And well, um, y'all had a ton of chances. Okay, Everton was in it until the halftime whistle, and then Dice's team talk did not work, and fucking what's the facer's team talk did work. I mean, you can't hear <laughs> him Mar- through the Marco g- gave it through gave it over phone down to the locker room, but it worked, and they it was. Yes, dumb mistakes by Everton that led to goals because a lot well, of it was the trail man, which who should be covering the trail man, the midfielders, nothing against James Garner. He's still very young. You can't ask Adrissa Ganagay to cover everybody. Who would have been there? Decorian and Onana, probably not getting those opportunities. Right. But, but Fulham still took advantage of it. And Fulham has been on a flat out downward slide big time. And since losing Mitrovic and losing Willian, who finally came back this week, and losing Marco Silva as well to a touchline ban, like all of that, it you know that's really affected them. And to have that kind of response at a club that is fighting to stay up 
in a building that's tough to play in, fucking all the credit goes to fucking full. Oh, they, they got they, it done. They took their chances. They capitalized on your mistakes, and that's exactly what they were. But what mm-hmm. I'm saying about y'all's performance, you were almost dead even on possession. The The Premier League has you rated 46.5 to their 53.5. Both of you had seven shots on target. Now, overall shots, y'all only had 15. They had 21. So you actually had a better ratio on target than they did. Yeah. Um, but, like, the first one that caroons back off somebody, hits the instep of somebody trying to stop real fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I can't remember who it was. And then just falling to Harry Wilson or whoever. Yeah. Randomly on his own inside the box. Yeah. Just, like... Was off the post, bounced back in, bounced post, around okay. a couple so, of people. But just the, that kind of stupid shit. You got to be able to stop the bleed of that stupid shit. Yeah, that ball's got to go away. Well, it's got to go away. When you're looking at a team that is much better than you this season in general, right? Yeah. And you put up these numbers, you got to come away from the game with one something. Of, one of those problems also, too, is Neil Mope has two wide open opportunities and doesn't do it and puts them both right into the keeper. Yeah. Yeah, that, but that you, doesn't help. You have to do something yeah. here. Yeah, you got, well, because Everton you, scores if, those goals may be a different story. If but, you don't do yeah. something here, Jordan Pickford's going to lose to two Arsenal goalkeepers in a week. Yeah. <laughs> I Burn you. Leno, yes, obviously. Yes. And then the next international break, Aaron Ramsdale, because he deserves to be England's number one. Oh, hurt. Okay, very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with that being said, um, had a great time hanging out with Jay. We watched the uh, match at Dark Horse together and uh, had a great time. But uh, the, the sad part is, is it now makes this next game at Palace a must-get points. And the problem is, is Palace is sitting on that magic number now of 36. And one more win means you're probably safe. And they've been on a roll of three in a row. They're probably going to be really fired up to get this fucking game at home and know that they're safe. So Know that they're done, yep. Yeah, so that that's it's a tough spot for Everton to be in, but they're going to have to fucking find magic again. And we did it against what? Palace last year. Maybe we do it against Palace this year. Before you do your shot, uh-huh. where is Calvert-Lewin? Um, he has been training. He did not make the bench. He is apparently like that far away from being in the lineup. Okay. Yeah. We fucking need him. Oh yeah. We'd be perfect. Have him play against palace. He seems like to score fucking at the death fucking winners there. Here we go. Up the fucking toffees. Well, let's hope for him. We obviously don't want them to go down (sighs) as a collective. That would make the show awkward. (laughs) Yeah. It's like doing a show with your ex. I'll run championship (laughs) corner. That'll be for damn sure. Going in, I kind of want to talk about these two together. Um, Crystal Palace in Southampton and Wolves-Brentford. These are games you needed, right? So particularly for Palace and Wolves, I think both of these wins, point-wise, they're definitely out of this. It's now five instead of nine teams in the relegation battle. Not to say that West Ham or Bournemouth or even Wolves or Palace can't get pulled back in. But now it takes multiple mistakes on their part to get pulled back in, as opposed to, oh shit, we lost one game and suddenly and we're, we're in 18th, we're in it, we yeah. were in 12th. That that separation starting to happen for very quickly with Southampton, because there's, there's really not much to say. You're at home, your back is against the wall. It's gotta be better than this. If you're going, and there was opportunity, they had chances, mm-hmm. but... If you're going to stay up, this isn't enough for this is the game you have to win. But really, you have to win. It's not a draw. It's not anything. You have to win this game. After those first eight minutes or so, Southampton didn't really offer much for me, to be honest with you. Uh, And uh, the one thing I guess you could say for for Roy the boy, 
He's letting Ezzy play, and Vieira wasn't, yeah. and Ezzy is on fucking fire. Big surprise. Yeah, Ezzy's a good player. Hmm, go figure. When asked in the post-match um, about, you know, taking over from Patrick Vieira and everything mm-hmm. else, did you see what uh, no, I did Raja not. said? Our boss? He's, he's our boss? Oh, no. What he said was, who? Who? Who's that? <laughs> who is that? The wise old owl. Long way around for that I one. It was, it was a stretch. It was a stretch. <laughs> That's yep. pretty good. Hey. Don't shake your head. That was good. Hey, Graham, not your best effort. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but like I said, for Palace and Wolves, because also in the Wolves match, Brentford played Wolves very tight, and they just couldn't seem to get it in the back you of the You know net. what I heard? Mm. And this is the perfect description of this goal that I would have never thought to, to say. Mm-hmm. I would have never thought of this collection of words in that order. Okay. Uh, Diego Costa obviously got his first goal for Wolves, his first yeah. goal of the season this late on. I know, right. big surprise. Um, but it, somebody called it an own goal with a massive deflection <laughs> <laughs> because that's what it was. Diego Costa tried to round, a, like, got played a one yeah. two, had a bad touch, and the Brentford defender got there and booted it to try to clear it. But how slow Costa was actually helped him as he to be in the space by the time that he cleared it and just it hit off of him and crooned into the back as, of the as net. he was sticking out his leg to block it boom back into the back of the net goal how, how you doing uh, an own goal with a massive deflection <laughs> yeah not and i was like i wrong. would have never thought of that so that's, 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 that's good fucking shout. brilliant uh i mean what, what do we what do we think here sam we we think, I think crystal palace and wolves are now safe yeah, for the most part yeah i think it's going to be a relatively low point total to keep people in the league this year i mm-hmm. think you're looking 35 38 points at the most i wouldn't disagree i and would say 35 probably keeps you in the league i think wolves are on 34 now after mm-hmm. this win and um, uh palace actually, are could, on 33 i could tell you right now i'm sorry palace are on 36 Palace are and it's on 36 uh, points. Bournemouth and, and Bournemouth and West Ham that are on think 33, 33 and 31 respectively. Only three points behind Chelsea Palace. Yeah, wow. By the way, wow. Um, yeah, bad, right? And the, actually, Chelsea are only ahead of them by six goals. Mm, holy uh, in shit! Goal differential. You could see Chelsea finish way worse. Um, and then uh, Wolves are now on 34 points exactly right. Now, West Ham do have a game in hand and could tie them and do have a better goal differential, so Wolves could end up being a little bit lower um, than that if the Ferryman continues his magic. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you got to think they're, they're safe. Uh, Bournemouth with another win are probably safe. So, really, now I think you're looking down Five towards teams. Leeds, Everton, Forest, Leicester, and Southampton. Yep. Of those, I think Forest, Leicester, and Southampton are the worst. Yeah. But Leeds are shipping goals left, right, and center. And for every motherfucking, every motherfucking thing that they had going for them in terms of goal differential down the bottom, they've given up in two straight games. It's now. gone. It's but gone. I know we're not there yet. And you know, no, we're we'll about, about to, We are about to go there. That's, we've said what we're going to say about Wolves and uh, and Palace and for, uh, you know, respectively for Brentford, they're just playing out the season now. But bet y'all and, don't score goals. Right. And you're only two behind leads now in goal differential. Exactly. Because it, it's stupid. <laughs> you know, now you still have 10 goals on Forest. Um, now, Leicester... Leicester has a very good Lester's goal differential. has a good goal differential. They have the best goal differential of the bunch. Of That's those the one five, thing yeah. that could save them. But they also don't seem to be getting out of their own way is their problem. No, they're bad. No. And they, and I mean, they brought in Soyuncu like it was going to fix something. <laughs> you you stopped playing Soyuncu because 
fucking Vegeta. Broke. Yeah, he's yeah, got he... the hairline of Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Terrible, that thing. But for the sideshow Bob that Voutface is, mm-hmm. he is the anime version. It's very good. I love it. As good. opposed to animated. Yeah. <laughs> right. So... This was very simply put with Liverpool and Leeds. This was a good offense terrorizing a bad defense. Yeah, d- definitely. You know, I mean, and Leeds, you're not wrong with the with the Alexander Arnold. There's a lot of argument that could be made that that was a handball and that goal should have never counted. At, at the same token, at two nil, right? With the, the run you have coming up, and you have this goal difference, which serves as an extra point, and you are the highest up in the table. Of these five clubs. You can't then go give up Damage six. control is a massive thing, especially yeah. when you give up five to Palace, who had scored no more than two in any game this season. Yeah, precisely. You have to damage control, and they did not do it. They completely capitulated, and Liverpool were scoring for fun. I had a couple phone calls to make for work. I was yeah. listening to this on the way home in, in the car on, on Sirius XM. And every time I got off the phone, you know, it pauses, and then it'll restart. Mm-hmm. I'd hit go live, and it was... Another goal. Another goal. Uh, the other thing is I put five real American dollars on this on the old fan duel. Okay. Okay. You want to know what my bet was? What? Liverpool to win. Over two and a half goals total in the game. Mm-hmm. Gakpo and Salah to both score. Mm-hmm. And then over four and a half corners. Leads were so bad defensively that Liverpool didn't have one corner till stoppage time. Holy shit. And finished the game with two. And all of the hard stuff, like picking two fucking goal scorers, happened in the first half. All of it. All you needed was just four corners. Four corners for for Liverpool. Yeah. I had the away team over three and a half. And they had two. They had two. And they came in stoppage time. Because leads were so bad defensively, it was either... They couldn't block a ball away. They just let it go in the net. Right. It was either a goal kick, because Liverpool fucked up and missed it, Mm -hmm. or it was a goal. Yeah. Yeah. And there was nothing in between. And and it was just the, the absolute capitulation by Leeds was ridiculous. I don't know what they were on about today and, and why it's such an experienced manager who already has a relegation on his CV. Why would you play like that? I, I, I don't, get, don't it. get it. It seemed it seemed like he had kind of fixed the bad defensive mistakes, but those just keep seemingly haunting this team. It's just it's bad goals at times where you just go how the fuck man and then if they ain't gonna score goals if they're not gonna score goals they're in real fuck trouble big time real fuck defense trouble. is garbage we sang meslier's praises for being a shot stopper and this that and the other i he's a shell of himself these last few weeks so those five oh, teams what he's at, doing those five teams at the bottom the only thing they have that Get they dug in that they could that they could be <laughs> pleased about that's Leeds, uh everton uh forest Leicester and Southampton. The only thing they can look at themselves and say about this weekend that is the slightest positive is, eh, at least everybody else around us lost. Right. Sure money. This is getting old. Not good gambling. I'm three grand down. <laughs> Terrible with money. This is getting old. Mm-hmm. I think we might can the segment next year. <laughs> Kind of It'll make the show go faster. 
How did you do good, sir? How did I do? Well, I hit, and my only mistake is that I didn't take over seven and a half total goals. <laughs> That's the only mistake I made in this match. Uh, over six and a half. <laughs> over six and a half. Seven and a half, you would have lost. I would have lost. You would have kept form with the rest of us. Oh, very good. Um, I'm only down $1,375. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. Mr. Graham, are you aware that 13.793103% of the time works 100% of the time. I very, very much wanted to take Liverpool, but because we do the bets on Monday, they don't give us goal scorer action yet. So yeah, I'm kind of, in the ass. so I'm trying to do overs and, and I'm like, I got to do a four leg parlay just to get fucking $200 odds. Cause they're like minus five fifty against forest at home. Like it's just, there's, I mean, I know Pat was complaining about yeah. the odds this last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. That's justified. Yeah, I can't. I can't do anything with it. So un unfortunately, I want to keep with the bit, but there's nothing I can do that makes any sense at all to like win 165 dollars. Well, here so. we go, Mel. This is why we leave this segment to me. Okay, right. we'll find so. out at the end because I found some odds and it's only a three legger. Okay, very good. So for me. I am taking a different direction. Give me Fulham to beat Leeds and Villa to beat Brentford at plus 544. All right. Yeah. Well, there we go. Got two of my three legs. There we go. See? <laughs> but the bit with, with Liverpool, though, is to be just Liverpool is the bit. I, no, but yeah, I just yeah, yeah. couldn't make that work. I gotcha. So, very good. All right. Sounds good. So, uh, Mr. Pat's a bit tied up, I guess. So, we've I've got his email here. He is playing baseball or watching baseball or something involved with baseball. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. Or in all likelihood, betting on baseball. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens when you try to run a soccer show based in America. <laughs> stick to the fucking bit, man. Come on. <laughs> all right. So Pat emailed his bet in. Uh, easy two game parlay to get back to winning. Uh, okay. Does he say how much he's down? No. Uh, we'll see. Okay. Uh, okay. So my bets last week were utter failures. No surprise. Yes, they were. And I'm down $1,500 now. I'm in the lead. <laughs> <laughs> Everton really shite the bed this week. Yes, they did. So now I'm going to make a two-game parlay to try and turn this train wreck around. First, I'll take Liverpool minus two and a half goals against Forest, okay. And I'll take Aston Villa over Brentford. It's nothing crazy, but I have to get back in the win column. That pays out on a $100 bet, $570. Okay. Uh, you guys have a wonderful week, and we'll talk next week when I'm sure there won't be any baseball. <laughs> dick. Absolute dick. So that's that's old Pats. Not a bad bet. No. I don't mind it, especially after Liverpool's display today. But what did they do in the three results following the 9-0 to Bournemouth? Not much. Not much. So and, uh, we'll see. And couple that with the fact that Kaylor Navas is in goal, and that's a big difference from Mesley. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a big, big, big fucking difference. I still think it should hit. They could win by three. They should win by three. But Navas does one of them stand on his head games, and they still win, but they win one or two nothing, and right. that's it. You know? Could be, yep. All right, so my uh, uh, Dort Spirette Cup of Losers is fucking Arsenal. God damn it. <laughs> oh, and just uh, continuing that theme, I did the entire West Ham Arsenal off off the cuff, off, off the top of the head, because mm -hmm. the only thing I can manage to write for my notes, in case you want to see, is man, fuck. 
<laughs> that was my hard-hitting analysis. Right there. Man, so, fuck. Yeah. Uh, so I Don't tell us about what you like to do on the weekend, Graham. A th- <laughs> I like to man fuck. <laughs> uh, so what I have... I mean, with that hair, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> You got it now? I, I, already, I made the joke about half an hour ago that your hair is getting very close to Einstein level. Yep. Yeah, it's a little puffy today, too. Jay mentioned that it's about to stand straight up. Yeah. Um, yeah, all right. So Sorry, I had Taylor's four sausages in my head. Uh, <laughs> so once Don't again, give that man fuel, man. You just gave him ammunition. So that's why it's fun. Come on. Because, mm-hmm. again, I don't care. Nope. Go ahead. Make fun of me. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Uh, Arsenal to cover the spread of minus two and a half. So Arsenal will beat Southampton by three or more goals. Okay. Um, I think that will happen. I think we will see a response. I think all week <laughs> is going to be drilling into their heads that they um, need to not be fucking shite again. Yeah, yeah. So that when you score two goals, the best thing to do is keep scoring. Score a third goal. Yeah, and whoever's the first person to foul James Ward-Prowse between 17 and 20 yards from goal is going to get their fucking head ripped off. Yeah, I would imagine. Because that's the only way I foresee Southampton scoring against us. Agreed, agreed very Uh, much. So Arsenal will cover the spread at two and a half. The other two are Fulham over Leeds and Villa over Brentford. In my three-leg parlor. Okay, so you took exactly what I took in that regard. That's what I said, yeah. And uh, Villa, now, Villa and Fulham offered obviously good odds. That Arsenal, after these last two weeks, covering the spread of minus two and a half, mm-hmm. tripled the wow. odds. So I'm a plus 1507. Wow, very on good. On those three, yep. 1507, um, if you hit and I hit, you'll still be behind me. That's fine. But I'll, <laughs> I'll more than half my deficit because I'm down $3,000 right now. Very good. Well, hopefully Arsenal so, fucks off your part of the bat and the other two parts If they do it again, if they do it again. Well, no, just win one nothing. I'd like that. No. You can win. Listen, I'm let me tell you that. something. If they, if they don't cover this bet, uh-huh. if the Arsenal fuck me again, Enjoy Alan Giannis next week on the DU Football Show, okay? <laughs> it, you're done. I'm fucking over it for a week. I, I'm signing off. Heard. Very good. JK. You know, you know who never signs off? Kitty the chicken. Well, Kitty missed a big match with Arsenal. And so she sits at 14 and 16. So this week... I gave Kitty Liverpool hosting Forest. Now, Kitty begrudgingly admitted she has not been doing great. And while she rarely agrees with the guy. No, she doesn't. She has noticed that he's had some success. Yeah. I don't know if 13% is what a chicken qualifies as success. Well, the way the way this season's going, that's great success. <laughs> great success. <laughs> You've had some success with betting Liverpool, and although she's never pledged any allegiance to a club, she does admit she can tolerate Liverpool, so she's going to take them to win. Okay, there we go. Interesting call. Yeah, well, it's all that Bible study she's been doing with Russ. <laughs> do you know what they pray for? What do they pray for? They pray that you guys finally learn how to gamble legally and responsibly. Ain't happening. Championship corner! I've fallen, and I can get up. Oh, no! Oh, while you're pulling it up there, Mr. Graham. Say, did anybody know that Burnley won the league? Yep, they did. <laughs> Burnley's, I and there they won, you know how they won the league? It was very interesting. Um, 
what's the face or god why am i forgetting the the coach's name Vincent Company? Vincent Company. Um, put out... The brain? Uh, yeah, from he put, picking in the brain? Well, you want to know what he did? The old brain fucking mind games at work. He put out a bunch of kind of the reserve guys, and when he was asked about it at the end, it's like, oh, are you resting players? And so he's like, he's like, no, I want players to show me that they're worthy to play in the Premier League next year. We have a lot of decisions to make. You just want a title. Fuck you prove you want to be there like what are we doing today brain <laughs> trying to take over the world, world. <laughs> what we do every day pinky <laughs> trying to take over the world exactly yeah i also find it quite funny that craig bellamy is pinky in this, in this mind fuck <laughs> what are we doing today brain <laughs> brilliant all right, uh, so we started off with a drubbing on Friday afternoon. Uh, Middlesbrough beating North City 5-1. to one. Mm. So Dean Smith getting fucked all over the shop here. Yep. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. Uh, on Saturday, Sheffield United 4-1 over Cardiff. Blackpool 1-0 over Wigan. Maybe I'll start betting the championship instead. Yeah, he might actually hit something. Blackpool over Wigan 1-0. Millwall 2-0 over Preston. Coventry 3-0 over QPR. Burnley and Reading. Reserve guys. 0-0. Yep. <laughs> well done. Uh, Luton, Luton 2-0 over Rotherham West Brom 2-1 over Stoke Sunderland 2-1 over Birmingham Swansea City 1-0 over Huddersfield uh, It's a shame the Warlock lost uh, Watford <laughs> 2-0 over Bristol City Blackburn and Hull 0-0 And then there's games tomorrow There was nothing on Sunday or Monday So that leaves your table Looking like Burnley are top Sheffield United in second place on 79 points. Uh, Burnley, sorry, on 91 with a plus 20 over Sheffield United. Uh, plus 48 is our actual goal differential. Sheffield United's at plus 28. So very close to wrapping up the title for properly yeah, here. Yeah. Um, obviously, I think actually they're only one game away. Yeah, I believe it's one. Game Looks away. like, yeah. Uh, Luton Town is in third now on 74 points with a plus 17. So pretty much guaranteed a um a uh, playoff spot mm -hmm. middlesbrough in fourth on a plus 28 with 71 points millwall in fifth on 65 with a, a plus nine over preston north end huge. preston was one of the teams in the in the conversation huge blackburn but irish uh, kid tom cannon uh from everton has been scoring like crazy since he's been loaned over to uh preston north end been a lot of their success you haven't thought of an emergency loan recall <laughs> we we had him play a game you know what he did very little because he's a 19 year old fucking kid he ain't ready to play in the Premier. tell that to ferguson yeah exactly down at brighton yeah or in CISO down at brighton heard very good or casado down at brighton <laughs> that, that's a team that knows how to pick talent and nurture talent we know how to manage show tunes <laughs> cats <laughs> the Please, I'm sorry uh, for interrupting. You're good. So Blackburn's in sixth on 63 points, but they have a minus two, which could come into big time play here. Coventry are in seventh because Blackburn's now at this point rounding out the playoff spot. Right. You have Coventry also on 62 points, so just a point behind. Now Blackburn have played a game more, or I'm sorry, a game less. Um, Blackburn have a game in hand on Coventry is what right. I was trying to say. But Coventry have a plus nine. Preston North End are tied with Coventry on points, 62. Same number of games, 42 games played. But Preston North End have a minus six. Ooh. So things have to go quite wrong for Coventry to let the goal differential get upturned. Mm -hmm. Can they, can Blackburn, with, with that sort of goal return, are they going to be able to win that game in hand? Mm. Don't know. Right. Their defense obviously isn't as good. 
So how you know it, it, things are very tight at the end of the uh, of the playoff race there. Sunderland on sixty one points, Norwich on sixty one points, both with positive goal differentials also. So one win takes them above Blackburn, okay. pushes Blackburn out. You have West Brom on sixty. Again, one win ties them. West Brom have a plus seven. You have Watford in twelfth place on fifty nine points with a plus four. Mm-hmm. These are all ve- it's very very tight for that final playoff oh, yeah, spot, it is. Uh, and really up to Millwall on sixty five with how many games there are left. Which for Millwall, Middlesbrough, and Luton Town, you only have forty eight. You only have six games left. Blackburn and West Brom have seven games left. Mm-hmm. It's get it's going to be an interesting thing to see who finishes an interesting race to see who finishes in the playoff spots mm. in the bottom half of the table bottom well really the basement not the bottom half Wigan are just about relegated I believe um they are on 34 points with a max 42 games played Blackpool are on 38 points both of them have the worst goal differential in the league bar QPR um Reading are in 22nd on 42 they are tied on points with Cardiff but Cardiff do have a game in hand and have a slightly better goal differential than them. QPR in 20th on 43 points uh, with the worst goal differential uh, minus Wigan, of course. Uh, QPR on a minus 27, so they can get drugged back into it with Reading. Um, clearing uh, should they win their next game. Huddersfield are also on 43 points, but they have a much better minus 19 um, than QPR. I think Huddersfield will be safe, and Neil Warnock did it again. But... They're still in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Rotherham aren't completely out of it on 45 points, but they've got a minus 10, and they do have a game in hand as well. So they should be relatively safe going into these final few games of the mm-hmm. season. So you're really looking at Huddersfield down through. Reading is going to be the uh, going to be the problem. Um, Blackpool and Wigan, like I said, are pretty much already relegated. They're four points behind uh, uh, Blackpool. That is four points from safety and they've played the max number of games and they have a shit goal differential yeah not good not a good look no not so at all we'll see and then wigan are even worse than that they're four points behind blackpool Ooh. so they're eight points from safety yeah they're going down that's with only, the with the worst goal differential in the division yeah, it's only a ma- only only a matter of time before they get you know you have the big r red r next to their name sorry ben yeah, yeah. And he from there, yeah. Yeah, that's his that's his club. That's it. That is his club. All right, so uh that's gonna wrap it up, boys and girls. Mr. Graham, any parting words? I don't think so. I think so. everybody was relatively cool this week. Yeah. I don't think there was any problems. Oh, you know what? Todd Bowley, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh spent about an hour, they said, in the Chelsea dressing room after the game. Okay. Why? You're get the out. owner. Get Just out. sign the checks. Yeah. Sign the checks and get out. You you hire a manager. Well, I mean let him in. It's Frank. Frank's probably going, well, you know, it's a close game, guys. We'll be all right. You hired the dinner lady. You know, hey, you know, I, uh, you know, I, it was a really special moment at Goodison when, uh, when Everton stayed up. Yeah. Uh, That's, yeah. That's about what he can offer as a manager. So when you're battling relegation, we'll figure out a way to keep you up off just before the death. I heard something ridiculous that he's lost like 16 of his last 18 games in charge. That doesn't surprise me. It really doesn't surprise me. 
It's bad. Yeah. It's bad uh, news. Uh, anything from the uh, listening audience, Mrs. Houston? Uh, Carrie says, uh, big up Sam and Sam, and big ups to you. Villa is ballin'. Yep, yep. Well, Villa fucks. We I mean, know this. I argue Villa's fucking, but I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, somebody said Sam Graham's hair is getting close to the Einstein hair. Yep, we, we, you mentioned oh, yeah, that already. that was me. We covered that. Yeah. That was me. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Jardon gave me some credit for having a Nomalor T-Mel Monday. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he had, compliments. he had Malort. I had no Malort. Mm. Oh, gave credit to you yeah. specifically. Oh, yeah, me specifically. I didn't have Malort either. I know. I also didn't cry. Just well, saying. I think he's still waiting for that. It would be very good for the subscribers if you could leaks force out a tear. No. Like, what were you doing on Sunday? Because Nicole told me. Nothing. She told me she cried. I didn't cry. You did. No, I didn't. Damn it. Cried wolf. Oh, and uh, Christian said we were way too early tonight. Yeah, we were a little early tonight. You know? <laughs> sorry to mess up your schedule. So, so, sorry, Sam had a normal day of work. Our apologies for the first and, time in eight weeks. And we're actually going to get done in time that Mel can put the chickens to bed before it's oh, dark. Yeah, I'm so kidding. I just that? got a text from Kitty saying, uh-huh. um, "Hey, lady, it's getting dark." Yep, I hear you. So that's going to wrap it up. Thank you much so much like for joining us. Next up is injury time, where we're going to talk about the beers we've been drinking. We're going to check in on our adopted (laughs) clubs. And, of course, we preview the weekend's action, including the FA Cup semifinals. Sam, should somebody want to find injury time, how do they go about doing it? Uh, it is uh, www.patreon.com forward slash D football show. Just sign up to that $1-$5 tier. You get both of our extra shows, uh, one of which is Soundcheck. Uh, which is our actual sound check, catching up from the week, making fun of each other, usually some inappropriateness, uh, which there was this week again, and then uh, injury time, which sometimes gets referred to as DU After Dark, which is our preview. We check on the adopted clubs, as you say, mm-hmm. uh, the OIBs uh, in Scotland, Hibernian, and um, and Real Batiste in Spain. So yeah. it's it's a lot of fun. We have a good time. <laughs> you we forgot, go. You forgot the most important one. Oh, Acklington Stanley. Who are they? Late exactly. Norian of the North. <laughs> no, remember the commercial. Uh, Accrington Stanley, who are they? Exactly. <laughs> I did forget about that. That's funny. Uh, they are the Late Norian of the North, um, and we happen to know somebody that works for them. Absolutely. And uh, we are putting out the Ben K interview this week, correct? Yes. You want to go out on Thursday? That sounds great. Let's Perfect. have it out on Thursday for everyone, for the uh, whole listening oh, public. Oh, but you know what is out there right now for anyone's listening pleasure? What's that? First episode of the uh, Naptown Blues fan cast. Oh, yes. Very true. The new local team. Let's see here. Uh, yep. There you go. Annapolis Blues FC uh, covering all the ins and outs of the new club coming to the Annapolis area. Got to sit down with the primary owner, Michael Hitchcock, also known as Hitch to discuss that and finally buzz before we leave uh do make sure you go to the du drip shack buy all the flyest gear like our girl girl cole did had her du at the abbey at the abbey Abbey. so there was me at the abbey and there was cartoon me at the abbey yep and she also brought uh cartoon me to the uh to the dark horse when we hung out and had a great time and committing to the bit she was wearing a pro arsenal agenda shirt yes she was would it be would it be weird if I got a cartoon, uh, your cartoon thing on a pillow and started sleeping with it? Yes. Uh, less, less work for me. Because that is an option on the DU Drip Shack. Less work for <laughs> me. So if you want to sleep with me, buy a pillow. Till next week, everybody. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. 
Sleep with me. Bye, a pillow. <laughs>